Welcome to Controversial Curiosities, a podcast that gets curious about the controversies of the day. And, you know, sometimes the topics I bring, I don't intend them to be controversial, but based on the societal norms or the, the taboos of the times, they can be considered controversial. But nonetheless, we must discuss topics openly. And that's what this podcast is about, is about exploring different topics in a very open-minded manner and not shying away even if they've earned themselves the label of controversial. So thank you for being here to be part of this experience. This is our first official episode, so thank you for being here. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our Substack, Controversial Curiosities, which is hosting this podcast, right? at least making it possible from a technical standpoint. So thank you, Substack. And, you know, please subscribe to the Controversial Curiosities Substack for more podcast episodes like this, as well as weekly blogs. And, you know, you can always subscribe for a small, small nominal fee and get even extra. Get right. You can get an extra podcast a week as well as an extra blog post a week. Um, and there's even some other goodies that you can potentially get depending um, on the subscription level or if you subscribe as a family founding member, right? So there's some different options and I promise that it's the the lowest cost possible that Substack will allow through their system. So, you know, please consider it and definitely every dollar goes to making this podcast happen as well as, you know, bringing more and improving upon the podcast. So definitely consider subscribing. And at the very least, there are free subscription options where you'll get this one free podcast every Tuesday. You'll get a free episode, um, as well as you will get a weekly free blog post on Fridays, right? So you can get some free stuff at the very least. And I really appreciate your support no matter, you know, which level you decide um, to support. But I definitely appreciate you being here. And for today's episode, I wanted to talk about safety. And I want to talk about why safety can be damaging, right? The, the downsides of safety. And, you know, a lot of times most people don't consider the concept of safety as having downsides. And that's part of why I want to discuss it, because I think we have been dealing with the concept of safety, you know, pretty predominantly since COVID. And, and obviously it's been something that's been on the rise. Like, I, I mean, it's not to say COVID was the very first moment that anyone started thinking about safety. Um, you know, another event that really ramped up our, you know, our interest in safety and how you balance that it would be 9-11 i would say right that's another event where we really became laser focused on the concept of safety and how to ensure safety among society right and covid's been another situation of that nature and i think it's a great time for a talk about safety now what does it mean to be safe right and that's you know to have a conversation about safety and the concept of safety and the you know, the effects it could be having, we have to understand the concept first off and really safe, being safe, right? In, in safety, it's the condition of being protected from danger, risk, or injury. I, I'd say that's the most classic dictionary definition. I mean, that's really what you're going to find if you go do some research and look it up and then, you know, probably any dictionary, look it up online. That's about what you're going to find, right? It's, it's about being protected from danger, from risk, or from, you know, and a lot of times, Injury is the big one. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of times it gets connotated with being secure. Secure, safety, I mean, they both run hand in hand. If you are secure, you're safe. You're, you know, if you're safe, you're secure. They, they definitely work together. Um, and, and, you know, overall, and kind of trying to think about it in layman's terms when it comes to the concept of safety, I really define it personally is just a, a feeling that bad things can't happen to you because and, and you know the reason that i say it's a feeling is because it isn't concrete 
right? You could feel safe, but something can still end up happening, right? Like, and it's not to say, um, you know, the, the level of what ends up happening can be, you know, varied based on the cir circumstances, but it's a feeling that something bad can't happen, right? And that's because you're secure, right? So if you think about, uh, you know, a species that exists in the wild, right? So as human beings, we existed in the nature, basically. We didn't have houses. We built shelters to feel safer, right? Because we felt we were secure from the things that were outside of the shelter, right? And no matter what the state of that shelter is, and, you know, the way that we've improved upon building shelters is a, is a way of keeping us even more secure, right? And depending on where you live in certain areas, like buildings are built to withstand earthquake shocks, if it's an area known for earthquakes, or they're built with certain, um, you know, you, you see this in certain buildings that are built on like the coastline where they're built on almost stilts to compensate for rising water. Um, and, you know, of course, global warming might throw that off, but that's another conversation. Now, with safety, we, we have to understand like, okay, Safety seems like a pretty straightforward concept. We want to be safe. We want to avoid injury. We want to avoid risk. We want to avoid danger. That's like a natural instinct for not just humans. It's a natural instinct for, I'd say, any living creature. And you can see evolutionarily how it's been implemented or how it's been um, instilled in us, I, sh I should say, right? It's part of our core um, nature as a, as a creature existing on planet Earth. So you may, you know, be wondering, okay, well what's bad about it, right? And I think, you know, to understand um, that we first have to just understand our, you know, our progression through embracing safety, right? Because as a species, we have embraced safety more and more. Um, and, and, you know, we've always embraced wanting more safety over risk as a species. That's really been our driving motivations for a lot of things we've done as a species. And really, you know, our progression as a species has been you know, essentially, it's been dedicated to making us more secure, right? It's been focused on making things safer for us as humans, right? Whether we realized it or not, right? So, for example, like, when we went from a hunter-gatherer species to an agricultural phase of our existence, we did that because we wanted a safer food supply. We wanted to be secure in knowing we had the food we had, right? Because through a hunter-and-gatherer society, you're going to have to search, like, you're nothing is ever guaranteed i guess you could say and I, I still believe that nothing is necessarily guaranteed but in an agricultural society your food supply is a little more secure it's not to say it's perfect there can still be droughts there can still be famines that occur due to you know bad harvest stuff of that nature but it's a little more secure than hunting and gathering right because you can stockpile food and, and you know the types of food can store for longer periods of time. So it made us more secure in our food supply. Um, that's just one example. And, you know, I talked about shelters, but definitely, you know, we have continued to innovate what our um, living situation looks like to create a better sense of safety, right? To give us a, a sense of security from the the dangers outside, right? Whether it's the, you know, the animals lurking in the dark that are looking to, um, turn us into prey, essentially, right, or, you know, whatever the case is, or even just, you know, other animal snakes, I mean, even, even large, you know, bugs or spiders that, you know, could have caused harm, right, especially maybe a poisonous type of situation or a venomous situation, 
you could think of, right? So we've innovated shelters to keep us safe, to give us that sense of security and, you know, that sense of control of our area, right? And, and that control helps us feel safe. So, you know, that's another way we've innovated to stay safe. Um, but there's even other little things, right? Like things like seatbelts. Um, you know, seatbelts at one time were not the standard. And, and, you know, another example, car seats. Like there was a time when you would put your baby in the car, you just laid them on the seat next to you. You just held them in your arms. I mean, you, I've heard stories, right, and, you know, going to uh, family gatherings, listening to some of my more elder relatives speaking on the subject. You know, there's situations where they remember a baby just, like, being put in a box, in the car, right? And it's not like the box was closed, but just like a little, imagine like a little open-faced box where you could like put stuff in, like you'd put your baby in there and that'd keep them from rolling around on the seat. Um, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's definitely insane to think about, right? But, you know, we've advanced um, that field, right? Or you can advance, we advanced in that area, you could say, um, for the purpose of safety, for the purpose of making us safer, right? And, you know, as a species, we used to live with, you know, so much risk, so much danger. I mean, part of that has to do with we aren't the um, top of the food chain in the sense of physically speaking. Like, we can't just physically dominate. We don't have, you know, the physical attributes that would make you the top of the food chain in a natural environment. But what we did have is we did have our minds, right? And with our minds, we can innovate and we could change our surroundings to some degree, or at least change how we operated in our surroundings to help us become safer, which in turn gives us that advantage as a species, right? And kind of helps solidify our top at our space at the top of the food chain. So, you know, different things that we've done and, and you know, when it comes to safety, right? Like it's just made sense that we've sought out safety, right? Like as a species living in a dangerous wild environment, like we've sought safety to ensure the continuation of our species. Right. Um, and, and that's also even part of why we're a collective species, right? Like we use our numbers for safety. Um, if, it, if being a human being, if being a singular human being was a viable living option as you know, in the most natural states of humanity, when humanity first started, like that would have been what continued. Like we would be born, our parents would just, you know, leave us where we're born and we would develop on our own, right? Like, or it's just not the way it is. And part of that does have to do with, we are safer in numbers. And that's part of why bigger urban areas have thrived, right? Because in the end, it's been found that those numbers can increase the odds um, of safety, right? And, and, you know, certain amounts of certain tribe size would grow because it was safer to be a little bit bigger tribe than a little bit smaller. And, you know, there's studies that say there was an optimal range of people. And some of that has to do with how we structured our society or how we were able to communicate and um, dictate information, right? And just how you keep the social co cohesion within a group, right? So it, it, there is somewhat of a Goldilocks zone that, um, you know, people have found existed for these early, you know, human tribes in a sense where if you got too large, it was just too hard to control. And if you were too small, you were just too vulnerable to other tribes of humans, as well as just the other risks in nature, essentially. Um, so, you know, once again, we, we have been on the path of searching for safety for basically our entire existence, right? And, and that's almost the name of the game of finding your niche in, you know, as a species is finding the ability to make yourself as safe and secure as possible and be able to thrive as a species, right? So, I mean, that that's why we've 
wanted to be safe. Now, the you know next piece of this, and of course, kind of going back to the original topic of this, is okay. Well, why is it bad for us? Why, or you know, how could it be bad for us? And, and you know, it's almost the question of can there be too much safety? Now, to give a you know a, a simple answer to that, I guess you could say yes, there can be too much safety. But to really understand that, right, and I guess um, to give the topic its due, I should say, you know, we have to look at risk to understand where safety has gone wrong, right? And risk is almost the inverse to safety in a sense, right? It's that danger. It's that. Once again, you know, in the definition itself, it uses the word risk. Um, but really, we have to look at risk to understand where safety can go bad. Um, and we have to understand, first off, that we can never get rid of risk, right? 100% get rid of risk, right? We can never 100% eliminate risk in its totality. Now, we can eliminate certain types of risks. So, for example, look at something like polio. That was a major risk to humans, especially young kids, um, for a long time in society, right? And we have essentially eliminated that risk. Now, that's a specific risk that we've eliminated, but there's still the risk of getting sick, right? Like, we haven't 100% eliminated those risks. Um, and, and, you know, that's just one example. But overall, when it comes to all risk, I don't think we can ever eliminate it, and, and nor should we want to necessarily, right? Um, because, you know certain type of risks, good things can come from certain type of risks, right? Taking a chance on certain things can definitely pay off, right? And sometimes, you know, it's the kind of the idea of high risk can equal a high reward um, if you're taking the right risk, right? And there's definitely various types of risks. So that's the other thing to keep in mind is like, you know, there's no getting rid of it 100% because there's just so many types. And there are certain types that, yes, we should work to reduce, to eliminate, to mitigate, to really, you know, do all we can to avoid certain types of risks. But there's never going to be a time where there's no risks, right? And that's, I think, where safety starts to become a little concerning because people are searching for 100% safety. And if you want to get 100% safety, then that means you want to have 100%, you know, removal of risk, I guess you could say. If you want 100% safety, that's 0% risk. Um, and that just isn't the right balance, right? Like, because that's just, it's not the realistic balance. It's not even about it being right or wrong. It's just not probable. It's not possible because it's just, you know, you can never push it to those sorts of extremes. Now, you can find balance, and there's nothing wrong with finding that balance. And, you know, this episode or this idea of safety damaging us, it's it's not to say that safety is bad and, oh, we should just throw all safety precautions out the door. Going back to car seats, I mean, I have two young kids. I by no means am looking to go back to a time where you put your kid in a box, you know, while you travel in a car. Um, you know, the car seats are good. And it's, once again, there's different types of risks. There's different types of safety that we can implement. And it's about finding the balance, right? But when we try to go about this as a, you know, all or nothing game where it's get rid of safety or be 100% in risk and that danger is kind of the mentality that's out there in this day and age, that's a problem, right? That is not good. And, and you know, the reason it's not good is that risk does help develop society. If you think about all of the things that we've done, we've gone about those changes because of a risk, right? We were facing a risk 
and it caused us to innovate as well as we took a risk to innovate, right? And a lot of that has to do with the status quo. And that's a certain type of risk that exists in society where you are breaking out of the status quo. So if we want 100% safety, if you want 100% safety from, you know, any sort of danger, and in this day and age, danger can be connotated just even as words, right? Like, you know, that's a common thing that gets said nowadays where, you know, words can be violence or your speech can be violence. And that's a, you know, that's a deeper subject. And I can go into that at a different episode. I've done some stuff on that in some of my past project works, right? You could look into some of the things I've done in the past and, you know, find, I'm sure some, some clips out there about what I've thought about that. But, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, our species developing, we need risk. We have to have some sort of risk. We have to take some sort of risk. And if we're afraid to think or say things that are different, because that will no longer keep us safe or, you know, others are, you know, we're worried that others will perceive our statements as risky or, you know, as dangerous because it, it may challenge their status quo. Like that's a concern for the development of our species. Right. And it's not to say we should be saying hateful things or, or hurtful things or anything like that. But if someone has it outside of the you know box idea, that could be considered risky to some. Right. And, you know, you could think about a time when we used to believe the earth was the center of the galaxy. Right. Like when someone, you know, and I don't know the exact scientist name, I, maybe Galileo. I, I want to say Galileo, but, I, you know, don't, you know, be uh, surprised if I'm wrong on the name. And I apologize. I didn't do the research on that. That, that kind of came out of my the top of the head. Um, but, you know, once again, like when that scientist brought about the the concept of, hey, the sun is the center of our galaxy, not the earth. That was controversial to say, right? That was a risky statement to say, and that was breaking people's preconceptions of reality, which kept them safe, right? That status quo makes you feel safe. It doesn't mean you are safe. It just makes you feel safe. Um, and, and, you know, that, it, once again, is an example of how taking that risk to think outside of the box helped advance society's understanding of reality, right? And that is you know, that helps us develop as a species, right? And it's, once again, it's not to say we don't need some safety, right? But it's all about balancing safety and risk and trying to find the best balance based on the trade-offs, right? Because there are going to be trade-offs and we have to understand that. And, you know, it's it's created basically this culture of safetyism, as it's called, right? You can, of course, um, learn more about the concept of safetyism from other scholars, I would say. It's a, a concept that's out there. But safetyism is, is really this idea of ultimate, you know, desire for safety, pushing for safety in all areas, no matter what. Um, and it's a good-intentioned idea, right? It, it's not to say that this is just, you know, coming out of nowhere and it's like, oh, well, that's stupid. Who would ever think of safetyism? Like, the desire for safety makes sense, right? It's not to disvalue the desire, but it's about respecting the balance between safety and risk is what's important. And when we don't respect that balance, that's when it becomes dangerous to us. When we try to push safety to the furthest extremes possible and, you know, anything done at an extreme level can be dangerous. And that goes for just about anything. I mean, from, you know, potato chips to safety, right? Like if it's done at an extreme, it's, it's actually not as safe as we wanted it to be. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing is with our current bent in society based on safety, like it is, it is scary people because it is leading us down authoritarian paths, right? It, down a totalitarian society that is 
driven by safetyism, that is hell-bent on making things as quote-unquote safe as possible, right, which in reality is not going to be safe at all. Um, so, you know, we have to find this balance. We have to understand this balance. And, you know, th the other thing that is becoming concerning about the safety conversation is, you know, safety used to be very connotated to physical risk and danger, right? It was always based on what could happen to your physical body that could potentially, you know, kill you physically in, in that sort of sense or damage you physically, I should say. And because of concept creep, this idea where a concept continually, you know, expands its edges and, and just becomes more, you know, encompassing and, ext and extreme, I guess you could say in a way, the, the idea of safety has just expanded. It, you know, what is considered unsafe it has just continually expanded. And at this point, I mean, you could hear people say, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, you know, people consider words to be violent, speech to be violence, and that speech can make them unsafe, as well as I've even heard the phrase that silence is violence, right? That being silent on a subject can make people unsafe, right? So, I mean, it's once again, it's, it's expanded to this realm of the mind where, you know, now something that challenges the way I think or something that challenges how I feel in my, you know, brain basically is now making me unsafe right and once again it's not to justify hate speech or, or um, harmful speech in, in that sense um, there's been some pretty high profile things where people have encouraged others to do bad things to themselves all the way to suicide right like there is this weird balance in line to walk um and trying to figure out you know what type of speech is harmful and what type of speech is just speech right and that's just one area but once again the idea of things existing that go against your belief system are you know it, there's a belief that that is causing a, a risk to your safety out there right now and that that just you know once again it, it's just not the case and we need to understand that a little bit of risk is okay risking you know the the risk of someone bringing new thoughts about is okay right because we need that to continue to grow as a species right and to continue to innovate so once again i mean we we have to find the balance and that's really you know just trying to think of okay it, you know what are the uh where do we go from here? What do we do with this? And, and how does society react to this? Or, you know, and even for myself, as I was thinking about this episode and this topic, it's like, what do we do? And really all I can come back to is finding that balance, right? And, and you know, it's important to understand that different people have different risk tolerances. And, and, you know, we have to find the right risk tolerance for ourselves as individuals. So, for example, like, I'm afraid of heights in a certain sense. I don't enjoy heights. I definitely don't put myself in situations where I'm, you know, staring straight down something, like, you know, that can potentially give me vertigo. Um, but, you know, that's a risk that I've analyzed and decided for myself. That just isn't worth it for me. But I'm not the type of person where it's like, well, I'm afraid of heights. So there should be nothing that's high. Like, we should demolish all mountains. We should, all buildings should be one-story buildings. Like, roller coasters and shit like that. Nope, those shouldn't exist. Like, you don't push safety to that extreme. You decide, hey, this is what my risk tolerance is. But it's okay if others have a different risk tolerance. In fact, I was watching a video of base jumpers yesterday, and it's like, even just watching that gives me the, you know, <laughs> for the lack of better terms, the willies, right? Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not out there saying base jumping should be illegal because it's it's risky to people. And, you know, it's it's 
harmful to me just have to see that video because I'm afraid of heights that, you know, that triggered me quote unquote. Um, you know, and that, that to me is where we have to determine our risk tolerances, but we can't impose our, all of our risk tolerances on other people. And there is a certain level where society has to determine society's risk tolerance, right? And that's a conversation for all of us to have as members of society. It's not for me to decide. It's not for you to decide. It's not for anyone, any one person to decide. It's it's for society to decide. So, you know, society does have to find that that risk tolerance. But, you know, if we don't find a balance between safety and risk, if we don't learn how to respect the the trade-offs between the two and respect the balance that we must strike between the two, then we're bound to get stuck in the safety trap. And, and you know, that's really where this is heading. So, you know, with that being said, I really hope that, you know, you can evaluate safety and risk. You can find the balance for yourself and you can accept the balance that we make in society, right? And, and if we can have a free society where people can balance risk on their own terms, as well as society balances risk based on the the agreement among society, then I think we can find our way out of the safety trap. But until then, I'm afraid we're caught in the trap, people. And, and you know, it is not safe. As safe as it may make you feel, it's not actually safe. And, and we need to find our way out. So that's my thoughts on safety. That's my thoughts on why safety is damaging us, or at least why it can be harmful, right? And, you know, once again, I, I definitely appreciate you being here to be part of this, you know, experience, to be part of this first episode from Controversial Curiosities. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player. Share the show with a friend, family member, someone of that nature. Share it on your social medias. Feel free to tag me. Um, you know, you can find my my information on um, the notes here, all that sort of stuff. We definitely want to see the support, so we appreciate the support. And, you know, give us a rating and review, all that good stuff. We definitely appreciate any sort of feedback to help grow what this show does um, for you. And, you know, once again, Again, please consider subscribing to our Substack. Subscribe there. That's where you'll get all the stuff, as well as you can subscribe to our paid subscriptions. Very nominal fee, $5 a month. That is the lowest that Substack allows a creator to charge. Um, you know, I'd go even lower if I could, but $5 a month. You can even subscribe annually, $30 for a year. That's basically half off of the, you know, monthly price. So please consider subscribing, support the podcast, support the, um, endeavors of controversial curiosities to dive even deeper into, uh, controversial topics and items. And, you know, in, until the next time, I just once again, want to thank you for the support and I'm Jeff McCarty. We'll see you next time on controversial curiosities. <laughs>